You're listening to the Bigger Picture Podcast. Uh, well, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in Sydney at the moment, but yeah, I was born in um, South Africa, Pretoria. So moved here about three years ago, three or four years ago. Yeah. So in high school, yeah, I moved here in high school. And since then, I've been just, you know, finished high school here. After that, started working a bit, been making music for a while. There were really good parts and I really love South Africa a lot. Um, but I think in the end, moving here was kind of an upgrade in a lot of ways. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in South Africa right now. That's like, um, how could I say it? It's like, there's, there's just a bit of corruption and it's like a third world country. And we've got like a lot of um, different kinds of challenges that the people here have. And that's why when we moved to here, we're like, I'm applying to get residency here right now. Oh, and cool. I think, yeah, like it's it, it, like a lot of stuff is the same, but a lot of stuff's totally different as well. Um, like I think a lot of Australians tend to forget like how lucky they are. Well, a lot of them in the sense of like the way that South Africa, like the difference between the two, of how um Australia like in Australia you have a lot of different like freedoms and a lot of different like I wouldn't say privileges but just being able to walk around after like New Year's walk back home at 2am in the morning and not having to worry that much about you know stuff that might happen or might and it's different in South Africa like it's a different sort of vibe there in South Africa around like after 9 p.m you won't see any like anyone really walking around especially like in the major major cities mm. um it's just yeah it's just it's just a lot less safe and like we have a pretty high crime rate unfortunately so yeah but overall like it's an amazing country and i'd say especially for tourists like i went back there I think it was in January I went back to South Africa. I went to visit a bunch of mates, visit visit my family, and yeah, it was just it was incredible. And but being there, I was kind of like, like I don't know if you heard, but they don't even have electricity, like consistent oh, wow. electricity at the moment. Oh, it's that bad. Yeah, yeah, like it's not consistent. Like they have this thing called load shedding, and basically, to save power, the government has designated times for designated different parts of South Africa where they will turn down the power for like five to six hours. So then you're just sitting there without any power. And sometimes that can affect the water as well. You won't have water or et cetera. So it's quite, it's quite different. Yeah. But so when I was back there to visit, I was like, you know, it's good to be back. It's good to see my family, my mates, but I'm kind of, I'm glad I'm coming back, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah, Australia is probably the, Probably the safest country, in my opinion, anyway. Australia, Australia's like, it's like utopia, mate. It's like, it's like, it's literally being able, like all these different cultures and all these different people and everyone like tends to get along and no one's, well, they get along a bit more than, you know, other countries. Or like, we don't have any of those things to worry about. Like, civil- and, and even like the politics, and even the politics aren't even like that bad. Like the politics aren't even like, it's not like going crazy about certain stuff or people not getting paid or, you know, 
the economy failing or stuff like that. Like it's not it's no really bad stuff like that. So it's just, yeah, it's incredible. Well, th- that's a good intro to the podcast. <laughs> you reckon? You reckon? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Bigger Picture podcast. We're here with Beyond. See, I got it right, didn't I? I know you did. You- yeah, let's go. That's better than what most people get. Honestly, I've gotten like Behan. I've gotten like, I've gotten like Beyond. Yeah, that's what, like, when I saw your name, like, because I found you on Instagram Reels uh, through your weekly challenge, we'll get that, we'll get into that a bit later on, but um, I thought it was, like, Bihan or Bian or something. So, the, the H is kind of silent. I don't know, like, I've never met anyone with my name, like, spelled that way. Like, it's not even a common South African name or anything. I, I think my, yeah, my, my parents just, yeah, I guess they got me there, like... Gave me a name, like, that's pretty hard to pronounce. It's not that hard to pronounce, but it's just, like, you don't really know how to pronounce it when you see it. When you sort of think of it, it's like a musician's name, so it sort of works. You reckon? Yeah. I I think so. I think so. I remember, yeah, when I was younger and I started getting into music a bit more, I was, and all my friends were like, oh, you should probably get a stage name or something. Even my mates here, should get a stage name. I'm like, what about just Beyond? No, I I said, yeah, no, I guess that, you know, that should... That should work as a stage name, just my name. Um, so you moved from South Africa to Sydney. How has that sort of changed for you? That, yeah, I can talk a lot about that because that was that was really really interesting. It was a bit of a cultural shock for me. Um, in South Africa, we do have a lot of different cultures, but they're all like kind of secluded in like different communities. A lot of them. And when I came to especially Sydney, you have so many different cultures here. I had to really improve on my English as well, because English is not my first language. So when I got here, a lot of people didn't understand my accent a lot. Like they were um, like it got to the point where I'd have to repeat myself to people like over and over during a conversation. And that just, oh, that got me, mate. No, like that, honestly. Uh, you speak normal like you speak english like very fluently so how long did it how long did it take you well i did i did learn um english in south africa but it was mainly the like the accent that held me back and i was like thinking in afrikaans which was my which is my first language i was thinking in afrikaans and then trying to translate it in my head and speak english you know and that would take time and that would make me stutter or that would make me you know not really know what to say or say the wrong words, etc. But now I've kind of reached a stage that I still speak my home language in my household with my family. But the moment I walk out of that door, I start thinking in English and then I just speak English that way. Nice. All right. Well, cool, cool. Well, I, I want to get into your music, but like, just let's talk about your music, bro. How did you get into it? Well, I started with music when I was about, I'll tell you, actually, it's, years old I picked up a guitar and I was I think it, it had a lot to do with my personality because um it was an easy way for me to make friends and it was an easy way for me to like in a sense get noticed by other people and I always had a lot of support from all of my mates growing up and um, with my music and I think my main like I went to watch Ed Sheeran live in South Africa and 
we were like front row at the front and I watched, which was probably one of the first live concerts I've ever watched. And it was just so incredible. And it really inspired me to start writing my own songs. So I went and I took vocal lessons for about two years, two and a half years. I took vocal lessons when I was about 14 years old. And from there, I just took whatever I knew about playing guitar, the little bit I knew about singing and listening to music. And I just started writing my own songs together. And I, um, I've been writing songs consistently, like, like consistently, cause I, I used to write songs before, but they weren't as consistent, but consistently I used to, I've been writing songs for like two years about now. And I would write for other people and I've met a lot of other bands and written songs for them as well. And yeah, it's just been a great experience. And that just motivated me to start making my own music and presenting people with my own music. Cause I was in the room with all these really talented people writing songs with them, writing songs for them, you know, collaborating with them, but I was never really in that space and in that mindset to, you know. What actually made you think about like, I've been doing this for years and now all of a sudden I want to start creating my own things. Yeah. I think there was a lot of stuff that made me, Decided there was a couple of stuff. It's not just one particular thing, but as graduating high school, um, I was like, okay, now I definitely need to get into something. You know, I I have to go study because my visa requires me to have to go to uni. But I was like, might as well study something that I want to do. So I'm studying audio engineering at the moment, and at JMC Academy. And they don't really teach you much about music or writing music or making music, more about the process of how like it's recorded and how a song goes from, you know, a demo or an idea all the way through to ready or ready, if I can put it that way, you know? So, so I think that's one of the reasons. And then another reason was I I would perform in front of my school quite often. So my school in South Africa had about 2000, kids in the school so it was a pretty big school and it really pushed me to sign up for like little events or stuff that we had at school and then I would just sit down and I would play my original songs like once or twice and I and it would actually it scared the shit out of me but it was actually really good like doing like seeing people's reactions to the music that I make and seeing people's support even though back then i don't really think i was that good like sometimes now i'll sit back and i'll listen to some of the stuff that i used to play and i'll be like oh yeah maybe you know what i don't i don't do this much but i can see like you are so talented just like the way the way that you sing the the guitar just whatever uh, it's probably a little bit like auto-tuned, like, you know, with, with soft f- software engineering and stuff. But honestly, you, you've got a gift, bro. Thanks, bro. I appreciate that. No, I appreciate that a lot. I actually, um, there's a lot of s- stuff going around on the internet where people's like reacting to these kind of videos, even my videos, and they'll be like, yeah, but it's all auto-tuned and it's all like melodyned or you're putting too much effects on your voice etc etc but then i'll be like like if i can show you a list of all the songs that you listen to i can almost guarantee you that more than 95 percent of them use auto-tune 
the artists that you love listening to, they use auto-tune. Like most of the people you see on Instagram, unless it's like no microphone and they're just doing like a little acoustic cover or something like that, it's pretty much, it's quite, it's pretty much auto-tune. Like even, even like Beyonce, um, the like Justin Bieber, obviously, and... Post- oh, I think Justin Bieber's the worst. If you hear him, it's it's all auto tune. <laughs> I think I think there's a lot of misconceptions of like how powerful auto tune is. Um, with auto tune, like the first time I got a pitch corrector plugin, like auto tune, the first time I was singing with auto tune, I realized that, and I would record my mates as well because they all wanted to you know sing with auto tune. But it was it's like auto tune's just there to like support you. So it's not, it can't really make a bad singer really good. Like it can't make you really, really appealing to listen to. And I think like a lot of people will be like, oh, Post Malone's all auto-tune or like um, JB or like, I mean, you get some artists who use auto-tune as a form of expression and a form of art. I mean, just look at T-Pain. And he literally made auto-tune or he's one of the big parts that made auto-tune famous in the industry when he did a, but then everyone dissed him and everyone was like, no, no, auto-tune, why do you use auto-tune, et cetera. And then he released like a cover of that song. What was that song called? Um, I think, I think Lil Wayne was a big one as well, uh, back in the day as well. Lil, Lil Wayne definitely as well. But the thing is like, people are really starting to appeal to the sound of auto-tune people don't mind it that much anymore you know like if you listen to 80 percent of hip-hop today like you can hear hard real-time auto-tune on their on their vocals and it sounds fire you know it's sounds- uh, i, I want to get into like hip-hop and 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 genres what what is your genre because i would say that it's like pop i would say what do you think that's quite an interesting that's quite an interesting observation um i've gotten <laughs> a lot of yeah no no it's good like i've gotten like bedroom pop kind of mellow pop singer songwriter style etc etc um to be honest with you and this is going to be maybe a controversial statement right now i think that genre is dying slowly i think that about five to ten years from now genre won't be as relevant as it is today or as it was in the past i mean if you just think about it like if you think about Lil Nas X, Old Town Road, you remember that song? Yep. Is that yep. country or is that is that country or is that hip hop? Oh, exactly. You know, like like if if you think about it, like and, and I love this about the music industry, like different sounds and different techniques from different genres has been taken by these artists and they're just merged into like whatever, you yeah. know, not a specific genre into pop. Because pop just means popular. Whatever's popular at the time is pop. That's what this genre means. So it's like, I think that overall genre is slowing down and it's becoming less relevant. Like you can use country elements and put it in a rock song. You can use rock elements and put it in a hip hop song. And that's what all the artists are working at right now. Like they're trying to figure out what's the next thing that's going to be different. And that's gonna be pop. Well, there was there was drill. The drill is still huge. 
Um, you know, there's some other really big things going on right now for like the Gen Z sort of age group. Um, what do you think will be like the next big thing, I guess? Oof. Um, I'd say in my opinion, I feel like music might go back a bit more to its roots and it'll be especially like if you look at today's pop music a lot of it is disco um orientated like you've got the four on the floor kick the tempo of a lot of pop songs like if you listen to um ed sheeran's new album like he's got that song shivers and he's got like all these songs that are really disco related and you listen to like justin bieber's album justice he's got like the song called i like that yeah Yeah, he's got some like R&B influence, but with disco influence as well. You know, like Peaches is very R&B influenced in my opinion. And then if you look at like some, I think he's got a song called Somebody or something like that. And Even if you look at like his song with Leroy, Stay, that's yeah. very much disco related. Like it's got that kick on the floor. It's got all this synths in, et cetera, et cetera. You, you know, you know what the, um, what came to my mind when you said disco, uh, that Tory Lanez album. That everyone's going crazy over. Bad man, like pretty much almost all the tracks in there. Stingray, Ballad of a Bad Man. Um, I'll have a look. Where's my phone? It's um, what's it? Yeah, the color violet. The color violet. That's all like if you listen to all the weekend song, that's all like disco based as well. Yeah, you know, like the weekend song, like Blinding Lights, In Your Eyes. All those songs are disco based, and that's really, that's really um. That's really interesting to me because that's it. Alone at prom, alone at prom is the is the album that I was thinking of. So uh, by Tory Lanes. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're all like very disco based. And if you look at like who made like some of the people who were involved in making disco popular back in the eighties, it was like ABBA. Mm. Queen helped out a little bit, even though Queen's a rock band. Like their um, crazy little thing called Love, and like even. Like, yeah, some of the other songs have a lot of disco influences as well. So if you look at those things and you're like, mm, it's coming, it's really coming back now. Like disco is becoming a lot more relevant now and people are blending it with other songs. And I mean, if you just, and as well as back to the original question that you asked, um, country just came back out of nowhere, mate. Morgan Wallen, Luke Combs, all these country like like I'm not really a big country listener myself, to be honest. But um, if you just look at like I have this routine that I have, I think a lot of producers and songwriters have this routine where I would every week on my way to the studio, I would at least designate some time to listen to the top ten, top one hundred songs in Sydney or in Australia or globally at the moment. So then you listen to those songs and you analyze them and you're like, oh, what makes this song good? Or you're like, what what do people like about the song? What do I like about this song? And I think I got on there a couple of weeks ago and I was like, like the top 10 songs were all Morgan Wallen country songs. And I was like, well, no way. Is this what Sydney's listening to right now? <laughs> like you get your general like K-pop and you get your hip hop, but like, country i never thought that country would come back the way that it did now you know yeah wait so do you, uh so spotify like you look through the charts and stuff or is it on a different sort of platform no i use apple music 
most oh, often, but I love Spotify as well. Spotify, that's going to probably... Start- I, I actually, I looked up your name on Spotify and there's no Spotify. Are you, are you going to end up making one or have you got like a SoundCloud? Yeah, see, that's the thing. I'm kind of at a stage now. I'm like fresh into my career. Like I've built all this experience working with other people and I've made connections. I've networked quite a little bit with different producers and different people. And now I'm at a stage where I'm trying to promote myself, trying to um, create an audience and just trying to be myself on social media. Cause I think that's the hardest part, like trying to be original on social media and not trying to put on a persona and trying to be consistent. That's hard as well. I'm sure you'd know all about that as well. Um, being consistent, which is really important, especially on platforms like TikTok and Instagram, etc. So I feel like, yeah, I'm kind of at a stage now where I'm trying to build an audience from scratch and get some people who would like my music because I know somewhere out there there's people that would enjoy listening to my music. So um, it's just all about writing songs and hopefully by the end of this year, this year I'll have some music released on Apple Music, Spotify. And from there, I'll just keep promoting. But at the moment, I'm swarmed with projects, mate. Like I've, I'm working with two bands at the moment on writing songs for them that they want to really. You can't, you can't release them on the podcast. It, they'll have to like, they'll have to find out who it is when you release it. No, they'll definitely have to find out. Like, I can't name names right now. And I'm working on like, there's a couple of friends of mine who started getting into music now as well. Like they've, they've always had talent, but they never really knew the process from, you know, how does the song make it to radio ready? You know, like, cause there's a lot of stuff that happens in between. It's sadly, it's not just you like write and record a song and then you're done and then it goes onto radio. It's not like that anymore. You know, it's a lot of stuff happening in the background. Um, so picture yourself in five years, where do you want to end up? Where are you striving for? Well, hopefully I'm still in Australia. So hopefully I get my residency. So that's kind of what I'm going, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. You need a green card. Yeah, exactly. I need the green card, mate. <laughs> but, um, so hopefully I'm still in Sydney. Um, hopefully by then I will have grown a bit of a community of people who like to make the same music as I do. I still want to continue working with other people on their projects because I feel like that's when I learn the most, when I work with other people or when I'm producing bands or when I'm writing songs with individual artists. So five years from now, I want to... I just want to have... I want to have a record released by then, definitely. Definitely have an album Have an album out by then. No one says record anymore, but uh, I'll have... I'll hopefully have an album maybe an EP as well released by then. Look, I write so many songs. Uh, I probably write like four or five songs a week. And then I just choose my favorite and I just post that on Instagram or whatever. And basically I'm just trying to get into the routine more of writing as many songs as I can and learning as much as I can. So about five years from now, I see myself hopefully on tour. Oh, Nice. But back to, back to South Africa. Mate, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. Honestly, like I love South Africa so much and I really, I wouldn't mind going back. It's it's an excuse to see my family and my friends again as well. So I definitely wouldn't mind going back there. Oh yeah. So hopefully by then I'll be on tour 
and I'll have some projects out and hopefully some people will have, you know, seen what I can do and liked it. Nice. Um, so like people that want to get into like, you know, audio production or stuff. Cause I, I work with a lot of people who are new to the industry and who want to learn how to make music from scratch and who want to learn all about audio and writing songs. If I could give advice, I would say just start somewhere. Like all you need to make a song is literally four chords on guitar. So if you can just learn to play four chords on guitar, you can write a song. Listen to as much music as possible and don't just listen to the lyrics or the vocals, but listen critically to try and try and listen to what each instrument is doing in the song. And one of the most important tips I would give is networking. Um, mm -hmm. It's definitely go to whether you're in a school and someone else is making music or whether you see someone else on Instagram who's making music or you like what they're doing, message them come in contact with them. Even if you can teach other people things that you know, I can guarantee you they know something that you don't know. So networking is really, really important. I've, I think some of my biggest influences that I've networked with was back at JMC at university, meeting incredible people, incredible bands, and some producers who've worked with really big names like Brian Adams and Bruce Springsteen and, Celine Dion and all these really big names and like if you can treat them with respect then from there like they will remember you and if you can show them you work hard they will remember you and they'll keep you in mind and then like I'm still in contact with most of the producers that I met like I send them my songs every time while I'm working on them I'll send it to them and they'll give me back tips and advice and they'll tell me to change this or change that you know so definitely network you know just be kind Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you didn't even answer the question, um, what's your genre? Yeah, I'd say it's, uh, it's singer-songwriter, but it's going to change pretty soon, I reckon. Ooh. What, what do you think? What are you going to make? Are you going to make, like, maybe some hip-hop? Some drill? Uh, I've made... Okay, probably, not, probably not one of those, but I've, I've worked with a lot of rappers and um, mainly melodic rap kind of stuff. And I've worked with all kinds of different artists. But I think at the moment I'm going to make indie, like indie pop music. Mm. And I think that's what a lot of the people I'm working with right now want to make as well. Like that singer songwriter, mellow pop, indie pop. Like there's a lot of interesting artists like Jeremy Zucker, Alexander 23. Like they're all like, I, I really like their style of production and their songwriting. So I'm kind of heading in that direction right now. When I listened to your music the first time, it was the first week that you made that song. I'm not sure what it was called. It was just like a little a little intro to it. Um, and I was like immediately Jeremy Zucker. Straight away. Straight away. Yeah, his, his production influence and like, I think probably his vocal style influences me a lot and his songwriting style. I listen to, I've seen him live a couple of times now and it's really, really good. And yeah, he's, he's really talented. So I'm kind of heading in that direction of that mellow pop genre, if you can call it that. Yeah. Uh, I, I listened to him a bit. I've, I've been loving even like the disco sort of, you know, feel that you've been talking about. Um, the song's called Okay. 
Have you heard that one? I listened to OK. I really love that song because they um awesome. Like the song structure is very different because like the pre-chorus where the acoustic guitars come in, um, like it's very staccato acoustic guitars. It almost sounds like a chorus, and then it breaks into that like soothing with the like backing mm-hmm. vocals and the harmonies and yeah, it's incredible song. Yeah. Yeah, like he, he, him and Chelsea Cutler I listen to all the time by the way. Their projects Brent was really really good. Like mm. the projects with like You Were Good to Me, all those like mellow mellow pop songs. And uh, like Please, all these like really really good mellow pop songs. Yeah, they those those two as a duo is just incredible, honestly. Well, that this sort of leads into my next question. Are you going to get some collaborations if you create an album? Um, I'm, I, we're, it's in the talks. It's in the talks. Yeah. Yeah. We're working on it. I am, I have some idea of what kind of artist someone on my, on my EP. I'll probably drop an EP first before I drop an album, probably drop the EP. I won't give any specific dates, but hopefully start of next year or end of this year around there. So yeah. So yeah, but it, it, it's it's going to take a lot of time and I've got a lot of different songs that I want to write before then so that I have a variety of songs I can choose from. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But um, yeah, collaboration wise, yeah, I have some ideas, not going to lie. Well, uh, okay, we'll, we'll end off this podcast, but with this last question, like the weekly challenge. Um, talk to me about that. I've seen your Instagram reels about you know, you doing some cool things with your music, uh, you know, your teasers in the background. Just give me a rundown about, like, this whole thing. So, slowly, slowly I'm starting to, like, present myself as an artist more by kind of just letting you guys into the day-to-day life of how a record is made, like how a song is made, like it starts off in the bedroom or it starts off in, as an idea. Like I posted a reel last night where I literally played the idea for my latest song on um just from my phone because I had it on voice memos. And then I played the like where it's at now and the difference is like a really, really big difference. So, so that challenge came about because I was always – posting myself in the studio i was always like showing people how i'm writing for other people's songs etc etc but i never really showed myself singing on social media or showed my music that i write myself the songs that i don't sell or the songs that i don't give away the songs that i just keep to myself and i think that the challenge is there to not only force me but motivate me and give me the discipline to create every week. Every week's a new song. Every week's a new idea with new producing. With and I'm and I think that will push me to even if one song isn't as good as the one before that or whatever the case may be. I think that it really does push me a lot to um create which is what i love doing i can't really see myself doing anything else really so i'd say it's definitely to create but yeah that challenge was started by my little sister 
she convinced me because she always listens to me writing songs and she always hears me working with other people. And she was like, you need to start posting. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to. I was like, kind of not confident enough. But now I'm like, just need to post because I need to grow my audience either way. If I, if I like this industry is so based on social media status this, these days that, I mean, I'm, I'm 20 years old now. Like if I start now and maybe five years, three years from now, from now, like you said, like it'll be a whole different perspective and it'll be a lot easier to work with a lot of other people and make music that I appreciate and that other people love. And once you get past, like, just say, um, you know, making one piece of content or like one, you know, reel or whatever, then the next time you upload it, it gets easier and easier. So, and just dealing with the haters, it's, it's pretty hard or like, you know, you're nervous about posting, but once it, once it's posted, like maybe after a couple of hours, you don't really realize, like, I think a lot of people have this misconception, especially artists and people who host podcasts and people who are videographers, etc. is that no one really cares. Like, like, like if, like, if you think about it, like, it sounds bad if I put it that way, but if you post something that you think is good, but you're so worried about what other people might think, like they don't like, if they're going to take time out of their day to like hate or whatever, like that's just sad, you know, from their part. It's like, why? But for me personally, I've just decided like no one really cares like no one's sitting there waiting for me to be like, oh, he's going to sing an off note or he's going to sing a real, or this next song is going to be bad. We got to get ready. We got to get ready to tell everyone. It's not like that, you know? So I've just, I've decided to just start posting regularly, posting stuff that I like and posting stuff that's me, you know, making content that's me, even if it is weird or goofy or just, even if it annoys some people, I just like, like I get positive feedback and it makes it all worth it. I'm pretty sure you get positive feedback as well on like your mm. podcast and stuff. And that just makes it worth it. Like three people like it. That's all I need. You know, like three mm. people like it or uh, 20 people shared my reel. That's a win. You know, now let's move on and make the next one. So I just keep going from there. Yeah. Cause while, while they're hating, you're making more music. So, you know, you just got to keep your mind busy. It's like it's like I, I have this thing that I do every time before I show a song or before I post a reel or something like that. I just li- I just close lock my phone and I just leave it for the rest of the night. So I'll just go on my laptop and I'll just watch Netflix or something like that, and I won't worry about it anymore. Yeah, so I, I literally have this challenge, like because that that used to be me. No, no, that actually used to be me. I used to be like refresh my page the whole time. Feel like yeah, are yeah. people are people liking my song or is anyone commenting hate or anything? But now I just lock it and I leave it and I just like let it rest, you know, time for the next song. So I start working on the next one and I, I do the same thing. So I'm not really, I'm not really focused on the results that I get the whole time or the amount of likes. Like I think once people get obsessed with numbers, that's when it starts not becoming a hobby or it doesn't become fun anymore because you're mm-hmm. focused on getting better numbers. But for me right now, it's just, um, I actually enjoy just, making the songs and i enjoy like when someone messages me privately and they're like oh i really like this and i'm like oh that's a win you know so yeah but i'm sure you experienced the same thing as well with your podcast and i'm sure that it's definitely 
it's social media is a weird thing mate social media yeah well i mean that's how we met so exactly but yeah so there's there's a lot of good stuff that can come from social media and if you can just if we can just get to the point to like zone in on those positive things and like shut out the negative stuff then it's then it's actually brilliant like social media is just such a good tool to use so what what's what's your platform so you're on you're on instagram you're on youtube actually i want to talk to you about this social media app that just came out and it's like it's like tinder for musicians it's called vampa something like that v-a-m-p-r and it's basically a, a social media app like tinder you swipe left or right but you basically get linked up with other musicians who are looking to collaborate so you see you make a profile you tell them what your professions are like mine is i'm an audio engineer music producer songwriter and singer and then you put that and you put some of your songs that you made or some of your content you put that at the bottom and then people swipe left to right and then they basically you you just get to link up with people in your area who are musicians who want to work and that's how i started i think i started with that in like 2020 around there mm. 2021 20, when i was when i just moved to australia so i didn't have a lot of musicians to work with and from there i just networked out and that's so that's that's a really good tip for if, if you're a musician and you're watching this get on vampa all right like i said like <laughs> Uh, are we doing a sponsor? Is this a paid sponsor? <laughs> probably should I? Probably should. Probably should I? Yeah. yeah, you should. You should hit him up after this, by the way. Yeah. No, I will. I'll probably probably tell. I'll probably ask my manager to hit him up. Thank you, um, Vion, for coming on. Uh, you know, I really enjoyed it to learn a bit more about your life, uh, learning a bit more about music coming up as well. Uh, you can uh, go onto his platforms on um, Instagram, uh, TikTok. And uh, the new the new app, uh, what, what's it called? Viber, but what is it? Vampa, all right, something like that. So yeah, just blow up his stuff. He's got some really cool things coming out, um, and yeah, we'll see you guys next time.